This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is... April 20th, smoke them if you got them and if you partake, I guess. Uh, this is Dan Ellis, that's my name, and I'm recording with my two friends who are co-hosts with me on this happy little show. That would be Mr. Ryan Grin, or Mr. <laughs> <laughs> we need to write that down too for you, Dan, don't we? <laughs> Ryan Grin and Taylor Duffy. <laughs> Jesus. That was another thing, like, I had the first part in my head, and then I look at the screen, and I see... Uh, Taylor's face, and so yeah, it came out. Mr. Ryan Grin. Uh, sorry, Go fuck guys. yourself, San Diego. <laughs> uh huh. That's me. I'm Ron Burgundy. I, if I if it's on the screen, I'm gonna read it. Uh, so it's been shit like a month since the three of us were all together recording in the same uh, online space. Anyway, uh, there's just been so much. Tell me what's what's new with you fellows. Let's start with you, Mr. Uh, grin, and that would be you, Taylor. Grin, not not Ryan. Grin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been good, just kind of hanging out, enjoying life in Italy. Um, uh, blessing in disguise that the uh, the girlfriend unit's work is shutting down, so she's going to be able to go to school full time for a while with like the crazy awesome Italian benefits for oh, that. Wow. So, nice. yeah, instead of like. Yeah, yeah. Instead of stealing time with each other, like in between my work and her work, we'll be able to actually spend like time together. So that'll be nice. Um, so does work it, has been going really well. Does Italy oh, have ahead, like? Sorry. Does Italy have like unemployment benefits, or how does that work? Like, is it the restaurant is closing? Is that what's going on? It's yeah, yeah. He's he's selling it off, and whoever's buying it is turning it into a pizzeria. Uh, she would be oh. entitled to like being immediately hired on to the new business that occupies that space as part of the sale. But she's like, I don't want to work in a fucking pizzeria. And I don't blame her. <laughs> so um, instead, she gets like 80% of her wages for like a year. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. She's like, well, so I'm just going to do full school <laughs> or full time school then. Yeah. Why fucking, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Um, it will, and it's it's actually a surprisingly similar construct to how America does it. It's basically like an insurance, uh, sorry, a unemployment insurance apparatus mm -hmm. paid into by the employer, um, and then also buttressed by the state. But it's significantly more. Um, uh, there's a word I'm looking for here, but I'll go with pro worker. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, um, so that'll be cool. I'll actually be able to spend like significantly more time with her, which will be nice um, or terrible, but I doubt that. So, yeah. <laughs> it, could, it could go really poorly. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it will. Um, other than that, yeah, work has been going really well. I can't get into much detail on that, but it's been going really well, um, which has been nice. 
So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my life. I don't really have many details. I'm about to do a lot more travel because it was the case that, like, she was working weekends. And now I think, like, every other weekend I'm just going to go find a place for us to travel to. So I'll have more stories in the next few months. Oh, wow. That'll be cool. I'm deeply envious of that situation. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it looks like you're starting to learn some Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) I Well, I... So just a quick aside, I used to be nearly fluent in Spanish back in the day, but oh, shit. then you don't, you know, you don't use it. And so it just kind of fades away and, and goes away. Like it, it was to the point where I was dreaming in Spanish occasionally. And now I just, I don't anymore. I, and I can, if I'm listening to somebody speak Spanish, I can usually pick up, I'd say maybe 60% of what they're saying. That's well, 60 to 70% of what they're saying. Um, but again, that's just, it's, if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's been, you know, a, a couple decades since I've been big into the Spanish stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like Spanish and it's fun. I like all of my, all of my Latin peoples. They're, they're fun. I'm very supportive of all of the brownies. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. So I'm guessing you meant that because of our text Stuff text. back and forth earlier, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it meant, but I I just picked up it was probably some foreign language. <laughs> I said I also like it, basically. Uh, so, <laughs> what's new with you, Mister Duffy? Well, I I just well for one, I'm busy with a project right now that's going to be taking up my time for the next two weeks, which is uh fun. Uh, but also being that it's four twenty, um. It relates to the fact that we had our shortest employee ever at our fire department. How short were they? Uh, like, are we talking lo- less than five feet? Uh, time. <laughs> Time-wise. Short, short time. Oh, okay. So, I get it. As, as some might know, we just recently hired a whole bunch of new guys, a lot of really young guys. Mm-hmm. Um. One did not meet the requirements that need to be fulfilled for our federal employment. Oh, which requirement did they not meet? Oh, passing your piss test. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) And we're like, how dumb are you, dude? Like, you knew you were joining a federal agency that requires a piss test. Mm Mm-hmm. And you also had the option to delay your start. <laughs> and he's wow. just like, no, nah, man, it'll be all right. We'll send. Uh, wow. Yeah, so, like, uh, I'll just, just wait. So we, I'll just drink a lot of water like the day of. It'll be fine. Yeah. Some cranberry <laughs> juice. I'm fine. <laughs> so we actually, so like usually day two of a new guy, we do it with, we just call a confidence burn. We go to our burn tower. We set it up. They go in, play with all the gadgets on the air pack and make sure they're confident in knowing how to use everything. They're, they're just getting familiar with the equipment. Mm-hmm. So we went and set all that stuff up. We got all the hose ready. We got the burn room all set up, all the, 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 the wood put placed in there and stuff. We're heading back to the station and we get a call on the radio. Uh, today's activities are canceled. Like, oh, okay, well, we just did all that. So we went and picked it all back up again. And we didn't find out until right around dinner time the reason why activities were canceled for the afternoon because new guy had to go home. And the shitty thing is they don't call the department when you fail a piss test. 
he got notified that he had failed his piss test Oof. and basically had to go tell the chief, hey, I failed my piss test. <laughs> oh, which no. is basically an immediate escort off base. Oh, yep. Doing the walk of shame, hose in hand. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he quit <laughs> his other job on good terms. Do is so is he is he new to the world of firefighting or new to federal employment or both or both? Oh, both. So this like is he had. I, I didn't know that to, you guys would just hire like newbie newbies like off the street people. That is the issue we're having right now is hiring people because city departments are paying so fucking well it's hard to get guys in. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. we're now taking guys that have the certifications or have some of the certifications but are lacking the experience, which is why we're getting such young guys in, like people that went through like a fire academy but haven't worked at a fire department yet. Mm -hmm. Normally for federal employment, you need to have already worked at least three years at a fire department somewhere because they don't like to take people without experience, but the uh, the competitiveness right now of fire departments is outrageous. Yeah, we're having the same issue at work. We're we're pushing through this big hiring initiative, right? But man, it's <laughs> there's nothing more. Well, there are a lot of things more dehumanizing, but right up there on the list of dehumanizing things are trying to hire people for a job that they have much less experience than you. Uh, they're much younger, less education, less experience, and they're making close to twice what you're currently making. <laughs> and oh, so sure. you're uh, trying to bring them in the door and I'm uh, like, Oh God, this is just, maybe I should well, move back into the private sector. I don't know. For those that know the people we're hiring with no experience are coming in as GS threes. What does that even exist? Jesus. Yeah. That's... And even a GS3 firefighter, holy shit, you're not making much money. No. No. <laughs> that's no, that's that's bad. God damn. Oh we, have God. Our own, we have our own pay scale. That's so like them no money in, at all. No, so them coming in as a GS3 on the firefighter pay scale basically means they're taking home maybe $1,200 every two weeks. How I thought... Wait, a GS3 doesn't, like, that's not even 15 bucks we an hour. And I thought there's a new federal we, thing that, like, all federal employees are going to be making at least $15 an hour. So we have our own pay scale as oh, firefighters because right. of the amount of hours we work. Yeah. They manipulate us. So we actually make less per hour. Yeah. Because of our overtime and everything else that's built into our pay. So we have our, our own special pay thing, which is just confusing as fuck when it comes to retirement for everyone else. Yeah. But like a standard GS3, yeah, you're 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 below poverty, way way below. I mean even a fire GS3 you're at the poverty level. You're like the lowest paid in the military level. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, GS3 is is yeah, that's I guess you could be making right around 15 bucks an hour at a GS3, but uh, you'd be hard. See, that's for me on that pay scale, uh -huh. I'm a seven step nine. And on that pay scale, I make almost double that. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. For firefighter pay scale. So basically take those numbers almost close to like double those, and that's what the firefighter pay scale is. For our listening audience, I pulled up the OPM uh, GS pay scale 
the Office of Personnel Management. It's a federal agency that controls all of these things and provides information about them. And yeah, GS3, uh, it's not, that's not a lot of money, man. Uh, no. I can't. I can't believe that anybody would actually. Well, if if they're making, I guess, close to double this, then that would make sense. But wow, that's it's also a, a huge opportunity because normally you would never ever get hired into the federal service mm -hmm. under those mm -hmm. conditions. Yeah. Like yeah. I've seen a G, I've seen GS five get hired. I have never seen a GS three before. <laughs> oh man, no. Yeah, we're we're having to do all kinds of creative shit. Like we're having to go through. Um, SQA evaluation, so superior qualifications assessment, where somebody can say, yeah, I don't have any federal experience or whatever, but I've been doing this kind of work for X amount of years, and you need this type of person. Here's what I'm being paid in the private sector. I would like to, you know, have my salary reviewed because when we're bringing people in, we're bringing them in at, you know, where I work, it in, in my division, we have like the highest percentage of people in uh, top slot positions, 13s, 14s, and 15s, like in in pretty much all of IT, we're we're one of the groups that has the most, the highest, one of the groups that has the largest number of people in those higher pay bands. And we still can't get people in the door because they're making so much more in the public sector. They're working on passing legislation that will allow us to do a special pay rate for certain uh, job series, like if you're a, for people who don't know, if, in the federal government, you have different pay bands. You've got GS, you've got IR, all kinds of different things. Then you've got different job specialties within those pay bands. So you can be, if you're in IT, you're usually a GS 2210 something, you know, you're mm -hmm. GS 2210, 13, 14, 15, whatever you are. And we're requesting a special dispensation to allow a uh, 14 point, I think it's 14.29% <laughs> increase in pay for people who are working in those specific pay bands so that even if you are at a lower GS level, you don't, you know, you could take these numbers and then increase them by the 14.2% yeah. or whatever it is. And yeah, we right. just got 10%. Oh yeah. As our, our, uh, not incentive pay, but basically don't fucking quit pay. Please stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're it, it's, it's, it's really, really difficult to get new people on because everywhere, not everywhere, most places are looking for employees and especially in the it realm, that's really easy for people to move around and get a better job and better pay. Yeah. And so we're well, especially having a hard right time. now with fire. We work 72 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, federal wow. side, 72 hours a week is what we work. City departments are working 38 to 42 hours a week, making the same exact pay, if not more, in a lot of departments now that mm -hmm. we work as a 72. So especially here in Utah, there's departments that are basically fighting with each other to have the highest paid departments in Utah. That's nuts. Uh, federal used to be the highest paid. If you were a federal firefighter here in Utah, you were the highest paid. It is no longer that anymore. So a lot of guys are leaving the federal service to go to a city department if they're younger in their career. I'm at a point in my career where it would be stupid of me to leave the federal service because of how much time I have in. Yeah. Well, and I'm kind of in the same right? boat. Like I see the I see the pay of these people that we're hiring and the, you know, they're asking for 
more money than we're offering them initially. And I, I get it. Like, I totally understand why they would. The difference being, though, that a lot of the people who are coming in are working as contractors or subcontractors, you know, so they don't have medical benefits. They don't have leave benefits. Yeah. They don't have sick pay benefits. If they do, they're very sparse. You know, they're they're not nearly as good of benefits as we receive. And then there's that churn of, of being a contractor. And depending on the contract you're on, not knowing if you're going to have a job every six months to a year or however long right. the contract is for. So or if, mm -hmm. you a scab. So it's people who are looking for a little bit more stability and, you know, decent benefits, but also, and that's, and that's another part of our broken fucking system of everything here in the United States that you have to rely on your employer for health benefits and you have to stay yeah. in what could be a shitty job or would have to accept what would be a shitty job because that's your benefits. That's that's in order to get medical benefits. If you've got a sick kid, if you've got a sick relative, if you need time off for all kinds of different benefits that come strictly and only through employment, thanks to policies put in place by conservatives and Republicans over the last 40 to 50 fucking years, bunch of fucking bastards who think that everybody needs to work hard and do whatever and blah, blah, unless you got a silver spoon stuck yeah. in your fucking mouth and you're born into a millionaire family. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm like really close to the end of my patience for any kind of conservative Republican ideology, fucking anything at all, man. They're so fucking backward and asinine on so many things, but that's just me. Uh, I see a lot of evidence of them being fucking dickheads to people all the goddamn time. And it's gotten to the point now that it's starting to infect a bunch of people who I wouldn't consider conservatives or Republicans, but they're being sucked into all kinds of shit through nefarious means. And it's just frustrating seeing people that you know and care about fall for dumb fucking stupid things. We We had talked a while back about doing like how to think like an analyst and how to basically vet information and figure out what is true and what isn't. I think we should mm -hmm. talk yeah. about that a little more seriously because yeah. it just seems to be happening more yeah. and more that people are falling for dumb shit that like all you have to do is apply a little bit of critical thinking and all of that shit just disappears. Well, now that I'm about to have like a normal human sleep schedule again, uh, that's definitely back on the table. So cool. yes, we can, Yes, we can talk about that. <laughs> Yay. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on since we have recorded last and even just this week. And we're going to talk about some of that when we get back from this little break. Hi, this is James Hubert, author of Kissing Hex Ass, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Since when can the ship split in half? Also, why does it split in half? Is it ease of cleaning? Making it in two parts meant that I could classify Avenue 5 as two half-mile vessels, made me a substantial tax saving. Jesus, what? No, Jesus beat the shit out of the tax collectors. Look it up. Or have Iris look it up for you, I guess. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. We are... Uh, that wasn't, we didn't spend a whole lot of time in the off air times because we want to get Taylor to bed cause he's a very tired person. And so we're going to do that. Um, I wanted to give a little bit of a recap of the recent American atheists convention in Phoenix, Arizona. I really like Phoenix. It's a great town. The, one of the complaints I have about Phoenix though, is that it's just so fucking big, man. It's like 
from the center of Phoenix, it's at least 50 fucking miles in any direction is still the city of Phoenix. One, one Mm -hmm. city is like the size of the entire Wasatch front here in Utah. Basically like it's, it's 50 miles in any fucking direction from the center of Phoenix. Um, But then once you get out, there's probably nothing. Oh, it's, (laughs) you would think that, but it's just (laughs) like, it's all suburbs, man. Talk about like sprawl. That is Phoenix. It's just Mm. suburban sprawl. Um, it's, it's a nice town though. I like, I like Arizona. It's interesting. You get this eclectic mix of people who are lefties and liberals and anarchists and libertarians and a bunch of right wingers. And it's just, it's interesting. Like you'll, you'll be tooling down the road and you see somebody drive past you with like, I don't know, a Clinton, 2016 sticker along with a don't tread on me sticker along with (laughs) it's just (laughs) along with like you know the thin blue line flag sticker on their truck like it's just people don't seem to know what team what team they're playing for there the the city has an identity crisis (laughs) i think i think all the people there have a have an identity testament to mankind's arrogance oh yes yes absolutely (laughs) you know it's funny i think nick fish actually used that exact phrase when when i was talking to him about just being in phoenix tracy and i were sitting out on the little patio at the hotel having breakfast one morning and and he stopped by and we started chatting and he's like oh yeah this is just you know everybody says it's just a testament to man's ignorance or, or man's arrogance that here we yeah. are in the fucking desert where nobody should be. And look at all this no. shit. <laughs> this is here. I'm, I'm increasingly on the team, like stop giving insurance to people who live in places inhospitable to human life <laughs> or, or at least like structure the insurance in such a way that it's like, Hey, a wildfire just burned down your home. You can have a payout, but you can't fucking build in the zip code anymore. Oh yeah. While while <laughs> like, we're while we're here and giving you this money to do stuff, let's move you somewhere better, my friend. Let's yeah. move you somewhere less dangerous, yep. somewhere where this won't happen again. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's there's a lot of things that would come into that, but sure. I'm I'm on board for for doing something like that. Um but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um there were a lot of fantastic speakers um my my primary focus while i was there was attending all the different talks uh regarding the the christianization and right-wingization of america from from these people who are just trying to turn america into a fascist place to do all of their kinds of stuff that would be very bad for most people who aren't exactly like they are. Um, There were a couple really great speakers. I got uh, some books signed from some fantastic speakers. I want to do some drawings for them in the future. Speaking of, now that I've mentioned that, I have so fucking much stuff that I want to give away to people because it just keeps piling up. I keep getting books signed from people and different electronics things. Uh, So let's say that for this episode, I want to give away. I have um, some some controllers and Google Ultra Chromecast things that I bought uh, as prizes. And now 
the Google Stadia is gone away. So the controller, <laughs> the controller you can use for other things. It's a Bluetooth controller. You can you can do it, use it for other things, and it comes with a Google Chromecast Ultra. So we'll give that away as a prize for this episode to uh, the first person who can send us an email to godlessrevolution at gmail.com and tell me the what's what's a good question we could ask somebody that they'll have to look up. Oh. Hmm. Send well, in just, your submission. No, no, no I, I got this. Send okay. in your submission of the uh, Sartre quote <laughs> as an audio file. Don't. Yes, yes, yeah. Do that. Yeah. Ooh. As an audio file, that's even better. Yes, do it. That. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. Read us. Read us your Sartre quote and send it to us via email at godlessrevolution at gmail .com. The very first person who does that will then receive the fantastic prize of a now defunct Stadia controller, but the very much funked <laughs> Google Ultra Chromecast. Uh, so there you go. And so maybe I'll maybe I'll throw in a signed book from somebody cool. This just gives me an idea. So whatever our best prize is, now that we have a website that we're trying to work on ourselves, uh -huh. uh, I, I, I have the ability to put something maybe even hidden on that. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, that so they would need to like future, discover somehow and then that they would maybe need to go to our website, discover a hidden link in our website that would take them somewhere and send them on a little treasure hunt to get something truly awesome. Oh, so you're all into Mr. Puzzle Boxes and shit now. You're yeah, like, I know. That's why I said that. I'm into, <laughs> I'm into Puzzle Boxes. So why don't I make an internet puzzle box? <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to send people on scavenger hunts on our website for different stuff. That's cool. Yeah, why not? I like this idea. Nice. I'm just making a little note here to remind myself. Uh, first person to reply with the Sart quote will get uh, a prize. Okay. Thank you, fellows, for doing that and indulging me for a moment. Um, one of the other things. Oh, yeah. that, one of the other things that I wanted to mention about the convention in Phoenix is just how much I admire Nick Fish and what a great fucking guy he is. Honestly, like. I saw Nick doing so many different things that I know, I know for a fact, the prior head of American atheists did not do and would never do. I saw Nick mm. just like putting in actual hard labor, hard, like physical labor, setting shit up before the convention arrived and like being completely professional, not there's... So there's kind of a code of ethics for different things, right? And when Atheists of Utah would host different things, toward the end of hosting events, we decided, hey, maybe it's a good idea that all the board members aren't shit-faced when we're, <laughs> when we're hosting events that we're responsible for. And so we, we made this a policy that, that at our events, you know, we, you're limited to a certain number of drinks or you just won't drink or we'll designate somebody from the board to stay sober the whole time. And I know the the prior head of American atheists, they had that institute, they had that instituted for everybody, but the prior head was, oh, that's no, that's not for me. That's for everybody else. I am the special mm. one. I am anointed. I am the president. I don't have to follow mm. the same rules as everybody else because I'm the president. So I shall get shit mm. in. Yeah. And then I'll make terrible, terrible decisions that will lead to my eventual 
you know, decline and ruin and removal as, as head of this organization. Um, but no, I just, I really do admire Nick. He's just a great, great guy. And the other thing too, that I noticed is that in years past during the convention, everybody has a name badge, right? The, the staff for American atheists, the volunteers, their state directors, all of the, all of the people around are wearing their little lanyards with their badges. And it's got, you know, little banners on the bottom of them for different things. And Nick Fish's just said staff. It doesn't say president. It doesn't like he's, mm. he's just a great guy who doesn't set himself apart as being I'm better special. or above other people. I just, he's just such a great guy and he's a ton of fun to talk to. Very knowledgeable, just completely down to earth. I just, I really, really like and admire him. I think he's doing a fantastic job. And I'm very happy that he is at the helm now. And I think he's just doing an awesome job. It's it's great. I love going there and just being able to sit down and visit with him. And he's very humble. And God, I can't, I can't, I just can't say enough good things about him. He's just awesome. If you don't know Nick Fish, you should because he's terrific. Um, there were some protesters there, but they were few and far between. There were some Jehovah's Witnesses that were on different corners surrounding the hotel. And I think I saw Arn Ra uh, <laughs> video pop up online yeah. of him talking with the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> so I, Tracy and I had gone out. I think we went to dinner, and I saw that he had uh, posted a video of talking to some of the Jehovah's Witnesses. And mm -hmm. on our way to dinner, we're walking down the sidewalk, and we passed a couple of their booths, and I just you know, turned and looked and made eye contact and waved at him and then just kind of, you know, shook my head and giggled and gave him a thumbs up and we went on to dinner. And then we're sitting there at dinner and after Tracy asked the wait staff how good their coleslaw was, which is an entirely different funny thing because I saw a meme about one day you're young and fun and the next year asking people if they have good coleslaw. Um, <laughs> and she literally had done that the night before. <laughs> But anyway, so we have dinner and I we're sitting there waiting for our stuff and I see that Aaron had posted that. So on our way back, um, we ran into Aaron and he was sitting out on the same patio where Tracy and I had had breakfast earlier and he's smoking a cigar, having a beer, talking to a couple other people and uh, we stopped and started chatting with him for a little bit and then he, <laughs> then he got kicked out of the patio uh, for smoking a cigar and, you know, <laughs> Aaron being Aaron, he what? was just like, okay, well, I'm outside. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, the air is drifting into, because it's it's a patio connected to the hotel and their little deli or whatever they've got going on down there. And they've just got like this row of windows that are open out onto the patio. And so when it's nice weather, those are open. And so they were saying that the smoke is going into the hotel and he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll move over here. <laughs> he moved. He moved like the three feet off onto the, just the sidewalk. And he's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, the air now knows that it can't go from here into the hotel. So I'm fine. <laughs> it was just, it was just being a little argumentative. It was, uh, it was funny. And they, they, they took it in stride. It was, but it was just, I, you know, they had to say something because clearly somebody else had said something like, oh, I can't stand that smoke smell and it's bothering me. Some grandma with rotten perfume <laughs> said something, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh. and it's just, it's just always so great to see a bunch of people that I only see once or twice a year and, and get to hang out with them because they're all just such quality people. Um, we went, you know, I 
I saw all kinds of people that I just really like and admire. Uh, all the scathing atheist guys, Seth Andrews, Aaron, Matt wasn't there this year. Um, all of the staff from American Atheist, Sam McGuire is a fucking rock star. I don't know how she does all the things that she does. Uh, I know she leans on volunteers quite a bit, but it's a lot of fucking work, man. Um, spent some time visiting with Martina uh, Fern for quite a while, mm -hmm. a couple different nights, and we commiserated over the fact that our friend, uh, Mr. Mr. Steve Kuno, was not there this year. He had planned to attend, but had some things come up mm. at the last minute that made that not possible. Uh, so we commiserated over that and we're chatting and texting with him one night while sitting out having drinks. Um, but yeah, it was just a really good time. I, I thoroughly enjoy going to all of those conventions and conferences because you can just, you don't have to Be live yourself. your life so guarded, you know, you mm -hmm. can, you can wear a t-shirt that says not today, Jesus with a, with a rainbow and Baphomet on it and nobody will bat or blink an eye if they do it's to give you a thumbs up or say hey i like your shirt instead of you got it's bad or you know give you a dirty look or say some shitty comment to you and you can just be yourself without having to fear what kind of right-wing asshole or religious nut is going to cause problems for you that, right. that that's why i intentionally wore my yes today satan t-shirt on easter <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a very yeah. similar one that said, not today, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to get some sort of like satanic necklace that I can wear, like not just a pentacle, but like, you know, something that's really like, like goat horns or something like that, because uh, a lot of people here wear cross necklaces or saints or that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I yeah. mean, I might be able to try to design something for you because I want to. I want. I want to venture into some different things. I'll talk to you later about that. Okay, but Kane first. <laughs> yes, Kane. But I got to get this fucking project done first because it's something I would have liked to have taken two months to do, and I've got six days. Right. Right. So, what is the project that you're doing? Can you say, or is it a is it top? Oh yeah, secret yeah. Hush? So, uh, like some people, like listeners that are in the Salt Lake area, might know who Brian Higgins is. Uh, you might. I don't know if you know who he is, Dan, at all or not. Probably not. Um, but he does a lot of the film festivals in Salt Lake. But he also runs a nonprofit organization called Create Real Change, which deals with mental health and how to deal with mental health. Uh, substance abuse and a whole bunch of other things and he's got a booth that he normally sets up and he's got a federal grant right now or a grant right now to to uh, basically as an educational tool and he wanted at his booth to basically have a small escape room type thing at his booth that would attract people into it it would have some puzzles they got to solve on it to basically get an award at the end uh, the guy that was originally building it he ended up having a family emergency and couldn't do it. Mm. So he contacted me and said, Hey, uh, I got this thing. We got money. Uh, could you get this done by May 2nd? And me being horrible at knowing what day of the fucking month it is said, Oh yeah, you could probably do that. <laughs> and I looked at the calendar. I was like, Oh shit. I've got like six days to get this done from the days. I'm actually not working because I need to have it delivered to him by next weekend Oof. before I go back to work. Oof. For him to have at his first show, so I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is a bit of a time crunch." I'm like, "I think I got, I got, the, I got the know-how to basically build." He basically wants it's like because he saw the puzzle boxes I was making, 
He's like that, but bigger and easy. Like take no more than 10 minutes for a person to go around this thing, solve the puzzles on it and get a, uh, a prize at the end. Hmm. So, yeah. So it's going to be center stage in his booth. Oh, He's going to be setting up at different conventions, going to uh, high schools, elementary schools, different places to set up for kids to play with and everything else. So, yeah. So it's got to be sturdy also. Yes. It has to be right. sturdy. has to be able to stand up to uh, their greasy fingers. So that's why some of the, like, the pieces <laughs> I'm making right now uh, should be fairly simple. They'll be super sturdy. It's going to have a little like magnetic maze puzzle they got to do that will get a key at the end to unlock a box that will have information and pieces to the next little puzzle. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going to sleep the next four days. Yeah. Mm. Until I go back to work. <laughs> mm. Well, as part of our trip to the American Atheist Convention, we drove uh, because it's in Phoenix and we live in Utah, which so it's not too terrible a drive. So we drove from here and then stayed in Page on our way down there. And then from Page traveled to Phoenix, stayed in Phoenix for the convention, left Sunday afternoon and drove to Las Vegas. Um, and of course, also on our way down to uh, Phoenix, we stopped and did all of the different pullouts and stuff on the way. We, we toured the south rim of the Grand Canyon, got all nice. kinds of cool pictures. We, we stopped at Glen Canyon Dam, at Hoover Dam, the Grand Canyon. Uh, and then when we stayed in uh, Nevada, we stayed off the strip in Vegas at the Red Rock Casino and Spa. That place is fucking amazing, oh. man. It's so great there. Like you, you look out the window from your hotel at the strip, and it's just this this row of tiny little buildings out in the distance. And you're like, oh, it's so nice. There's not all of the crime and noise and bustle of the city, but and and it's just this gorgeous, gorgeous hotel and fantastic food. And I really enjoyed it a whole lot. Uh, was it was it was pretty amazing. I'm gonna have to stay there now when we go. But we also stopped and saw and visited with uh, Ms. Summer Devachka and Joel Buck. And who uh, yes, you Ryan had designed the Ark of the Covenant for, and yep, I don't think you ever really posted any any pictures of that amazing piece of work. I actually don't think I did because because I, it was a secret. It was a secret, and I had held off. Then, it, and then once it was no longer a secret, I don't think I ever actually posted the photos of it. Yeah, and and I thought I need to remember to tell Ryan to do that because it's so fucking cool that you need to absolutely yeah. post some pictures of it. Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit. Go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. What are you doing? Oh my God. You're being sent this message to save you. Could actually be God. Is God single? Because she sounds amazing. It's not God. It's a woman that does detergent commercials. But knock yourself out. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Turning to more 
newsy stuff that has mm. been going on recently. Uh, I was excited to read an article today saying that uh, Mike Pillow or Mike Lindell is going to have to pay somebody $5 million for proving Mike Lindell wrong and, and basically proving that Mike Lindell is a fucking liar about all kinds of shit. I mean, um, but honestly, that's probably his monthly meth, meth habit. <laughs> oh, he doesn't do that anymore because he found Jesus. I'm not too sure about that. Have you seen him talk? <laughs> he's because he put a cross on your chest. Does it mean you're clean? Yeah, he still he still seems like he's on something. Whenever I see him somewhere, like, dude, you need to ratchet it down a few notches. Like, mm -hmm. you're you're about to take off out of your seat. Um, but yeah, so this story comes to us from the Washington Post as an exclusive to the Washington Post. Um, title is that Mike Lindell's firm told to pay five million in prove Mike wrong election fraud challenge. This isn't this isn't a super long article, so I'm going to read most of it. Um, but it says the Mike My Pillow founder and prominent election denier Mike Lindell made a bold offer ahead of a cyber symposium he held in August 2021 in South Dakota. He claimed he had data showing Chinese interference and said he would pay $5 million to anyone who could prove the material was not from the previous year's election, the previous year's U.S. election. He called the challenge, prove Mike wrong. <laughs> On Wednesday, a private arbitration panel ruled that someone did. <laughs> panel nice. said that Robert Zeidman, a computer forensics expert and 63-year-old Trump voter, boo, from Nevada, was entitled to the $5 million payout. Zeidman had... But isn't, a, oh, go ahead. Isn't that ironic that it's a Trump voter that proved him wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's great because, like, I don't know, it's one of those things where there are a lot of assholes who are also smart, but they're still yes. assholes, right? So they're going to tend to vote Republican right. because Republicans are harming the people that they also want to harm. Right, They're, Republicans are doing it legislatively, and and making it more okay for these assholes to be assholes out in the wild, and so they're like, yeah, I can still be an asshole white guy and treat other people like shit who aren't exactly like me, so I'm gonna vote for them. I'm smart about a bunch of other shit, but about you know being a decent human being, I'm still a fucking asshole. Um, so he, yeah, he. He had examined Lindell's data and concluded that not only did it not prove voter fraud, it also had no connection to the 2020 election. He was the only expert who submitted a claim arbitration records show, which as a quick aside, I saw some uh, infographics yesterday that were talking about the public's perception and trust of various uh, news outlets and it was interesting to see that when they talk when they talked to and polled um, left leaning people and Democrats, there were I think four or five, maybe six different sources that people on the left had confidence in or trusted. You know that more than sixty percent of the respondents said that they trusted. Uh, those mm -hmm. were. Okay. Those were like CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, MSNBC. Um, and NPR, I think, were the were the top ones. And then they surveyed people on the right, and the the number one 
response or the most trusted news source for the majority of people on the right was Fox News. But even among the people that say they trust Fox News, among the right-wingers that they talk to, less than 60% said that they trust Fox News. It's like 53% of them. And then everything went down from there. And it was, you know, fucking Breitbart and Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, you know, all, yeah, Newsmax, OAN, and all of them, though they were their preferred media outlets and they did express some trust in them, less than half of the respondents said that they do trust them as a good source. And it's because (laughs) those sources keep telling them not to fucking trust them. Like... Don't trust the media. You can't trust the media. I'm a media yeah. person telling you not to trust the media. That's the media. The funny yeah. how that fucking works out, right? And you, credulous mm-hmm. dipshit, don't have any idea how to evaluate information to tell if what I'm saying is true or not. So you're just going to believe me, but I'm also telling you not to believe me. So you're going to have to adjust your numbers down a bit. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's like Republican senators and Congress people that say, "Don't trust the government." It's like you are the government. <laughs> Right, I'm saying that's that's why I know I'm an insider, and I know that you shouldn't trust them because I'm an insider. Don't trust me. <laughs> the government doesn't work. Now elect me, and I'll make it true. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, so, so um, Zeidman, because he realized that this was all bullshit, he turned to the arbitrators after Lindell Management, which created the contest, refused to pay him. So he went to them, like, hat in hand and said, okay, well, I figured out that what you're, what you're saying is bullshit, and here's how I know that it's bullshit, so give me my $5 million. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. We won't do that, sir. We're not going to actually do the thing we said we would do. What do you think we are? clearly you mistake us because we're right-wingers. We're not going to do what we say we're going to do. Uh, like Pepsi and that Harrier. So in their 23-page decision, the arbitrator said Zeidman proved that Lindell's material, quote, unequivocally did not reflect November 2022 election data. They directed Lindell's firm to pay Zeidman within 30 days. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. I was pretty excited about all of that. Uh, Zeidman's attorney, Brian Glasser, said the panel's decision stands as a warning to others who have made wild allegations about election fraud. Quote, I think the arbitrators thought it important that these claims be vetted because they've done great harm to our country, he said. Yeah, because people like your client keep supporting them and giving them money and voting for them. That's how this shit happens. That's why I'm afraid of what this guy's going to do with that $5 million. Uh, Yeah, right. Well... Uh, hopefully then he'll just keep examining this stuff and realizing that a lot of the things that he has learned and just, you know, accepted his whole life, a lot of it may be bullshit. So maybe this will lead him to reexamine a lot of his prior beliefs. Never can only hope. Could be. I mean, maybe Mike Lindell is a gateway. He's an off ramp for people <laughs> who can figure out some of the technical <laughs> jargon that Mike Lindell is throwing around that he has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, Glasser said that the panel's decision cannot be directly appealed, but the Lindell could ask a federal court to quash it on the basis that it represented a, quote, manifest injustice. But that will be very difficult to do because these are all things that Mike Lindell put out there. The statutory grounds for such a claim are narrow, and it is extremely rare for such a claim to succeed, according to Glasser. The, the other fun bit of this is that Lindell also faces a $1.3 billion defamation suit from Dominion Voting Systems and in a defamation lawsuit from one of Dominion's <laughs> former executives. So Dominion coming off of their big win from Fox News this week 
should be interesting. And yeah, that, but I wish it wouldn't have happened. Oh, yeah. Well, I totally wanted to see that go to litigation and see all the dirty shit just come to fucking life. Me too. Same, buddy. Same. I was yeah. very, very disappointed. Yep. But so I was disappointed that Dominion decided to settle without you know, going through the trial and exposing a lot more evidence of Fox's deviousness and lies and misrepresentation and thoughts mm -hmm. about what a bunch of fucking assholes their audience is. Like, the one thing I agree with Fox News hosts about are how awful their audience is, right? How, <laughs> what shitty human beings their audience is and, and all of the people who watch them are all fucking assholes. That's the one thing that I agree with Fox News hosts about. And I was heartened to see that when Dominion settled, the other voting systems company that is also suing Fox News, Smartmatic, uh, who is also suing Fox News for a much heavier, uh, a much higher number than Dominion Systems was. I believe Dominion was suing Fox for $1.2 billion. Billion? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and Smartmatic is suing them for like $2.2 billion. So maybe they will, if they do settle, we'll get a much larger number from Fox. But I was excited to see that after Dominion settled, Smartmatic said something to the effect of Dominion started exposing some of Fox's lies to the public. Smartmatic will make sure that they know the rest of the story. So, so hopefully that's a sign that they will not settle. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope so. And right. the, I think that the really interesting thing about Fox deciding to settle is that it was such a huge fucking number. And oh, yeah. yeah, it was almost a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Well, and apparently Smartmatic kept pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off until Fox gave them a number that it was like, okay, well, this is too large a number for us to ignore anymore. Like Fox is desperate to not have this information oh, yeah. out in the public. And... So I think Smartmatic is going to get uh, probably quite a bit more than $787.5 million out of Fox News or out of Fox Corporation. I'm guessing it will be north of a billion dollars. If we take a look at the, the numbers of what the initial suit number was and then what they settled for and then what Smartmatic's number is and then maybe what they may settle for. I'm really hoping, though, that they will continue to push it. And yeah. And push it as long as they can to get a ton of this information out into the public because Fox News viewers just don't get that information anywhere else. After the verdict, Fox News didn't cover it. They didn't nope. they didn't make it a story anywhere on their stuff. They never issued a public apology, and they never will. Apparently, no. if you have the coin, then there's no accountability. Yeah. Just like Washington Post says, democracy dies in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So it hopefully absolutely they'll bring does. it into light. What's what's the quote like? Uh, if the punishment is only a fine, then it's not illegal uh, for the rich, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's not illegal if you can afford it. Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Is like, like there's no accountability if you have money. If you're a wealthy yeah. person, you can't. You're not held to account. You may have less money than you did before, but you're still going to be fucking rich as fucking rich. <laughs> you're going to have as much money as God. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and hi, Taylor's friend. 
Wow, they both came home at the same time. <laughs> that was, was kind of wild. That is really uncanny. I'm That's expecting really Tracy weird. to show up through the door hey, any minute now. Now Sarah keeps popping in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about uh, uh, what do the Republicans call them? Like activist judges? Oh, they're only activist judges when they don't do what Republicans want them to do. If they, I mean, true, because well, Republicans are pissed off when the activist judges made like same-sex marriage legal and fucking activists <laughs> giving giving people the right to marry that shouldn't be allowed uh-huh but uh yeah i i, I do want to talk because i know we're probably getting close on time we are but i did want to I, I did want to just bring up the fact that a single texas judge uh basically got uh the abortion drugs that people use mythoprist Stone and miss in mythopristin mythopristone and misoprostol jesus christ they're the fucking <laughs> words i can't say um basically banned close to by the time you're listening to this we'll probably know more because we're recording this on thursday tomorrow the supreme court says they're going to make a decision on it uh possibly or if they'll hear it or not or if they'll keep letting it be available but I mean, the basic down and dirty of this is the fact that this drug came out in like the 1960s, 70s uh, as an FDA. It was it was an experimental drug with the FDA. And they're saying, well, since this was an experimental drug, it should be removed. But since then, it is no longer experimental. This has been proven to work for multiple things for people, whether it's to have an abortion, whether you're having a miscarriage. And I know you brought up something else, whether it was, what was it uh, that you brought up? Was it you? high blood sugar? Um, yeah, it can be, it can I, be yeah. used as, as a supplement or a, a, a drug in order to help people with type two diabetes. Yeah. So wow. this will not only affect people. This is, this is more than just, Oh, you use this for abortion. Well, now a whole bunch of other people will be fucking affected by this. Mm -hmm. And it's been a proven safe drug to use this is safer than viagra 10 times safer than viagra yes. there are there are literally 10 times yeah. more incidents of physical harm coming to people through use of viagra than there are through use of mifepristone and let's remember this is a single judge in texas that decided to say no fda you cannot have this as an approved drug and it has national implications. Dude, and he had to go so fucking far out of his way to try to find any supporting information uh, to, to prop yeah. up what he was trying to get done. Like, it took him a while to Which, issue this ruling, and I'm sure part of that was because it was really fucking hard to find quote-unquote reputable sources to support any of the things that he was saying in his and, judgment. And right. even that was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's all kinds of bullshit. And this guy... Just the amount of fucking lies and deception that he put into his ruling and all of the lies and deception that led to him becoming a judge in the first fucking place. I found out today that he had his name withdrawn or removed from a few different papers and things that were published because they were so fucking horrible to members of the trans community, members of the gay community. Like he is a right wing religious fucking zealot. There's no way that this guy should have ever become a judge because he's a terrible, terrible, awful human being. Well, that's why Trump put him there. Yeah. 
yeah, he was vetted by the Federalist Society. That's all you need to do these days is yep. be a right winger that, you know, in private circles among conservative friends, you'll say, oh, yeah, fuck the gay people, fuck the trans people, fuck anybody who isn't a straight white land holding individual male because we're the ones who should have eminent domain over everything. And, and, and right now, just like uh, when uh, Obama was in office and Republicans had control and they said, no, nobody you appoint to any judge, any position, anything will get through. They're doing the same thing to Biden right now. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, no, we will stand as guards against anyone Biden wants to put through to put to any federal office, any judge, anything. We're going to block it. Well, and, and to be fair. The Democrats notionally have possession of the Judiciary Committee on the Senate, which would allow them to make those appointees, except for Diane fucking Feinstein, Feinstein, who is 90 goddamn years old and has shingles and hasn't been in her job for months, won't yeah. resign, and members of the Senate won't call for her to resign. And Republicans are blocking a replacement on the committee, but yes. like... That's that's the smart strategic move. Like I can't blame them for that. What I blame is the Democrats for not replacing her, for I, her not she, stepping down. Yeah, well, she, yeah, it, it would be great if she would resign and then they could put somebody in her seat. The yeah. the problem then though is still that they they don't control be, enough of the Senate to be able to just do what they want, right? Like, yeah. And watching and, people like Lindsey fucking Graham on the news lately, God damn, I would like to just mm-hmm. punch that guy right in his fucking talker. My God, what an well, asshole. With, with the Judiciary Committee, they do. Like if if they had a, a person attending, they would have 11 versus 10 seats on the Judiciary Committee. Mm-hmm. And Biden has appointed a record number of judges. Mm-hmm. So like they do have basic impunity, like they can't do everything they want in the Senate writ large, but in the committees, they can do whatever the hell they want. Well, and it's literally Feinstein being in the way of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I'm curious to know how that, how that specifically operates, because I know I've seen headlines that say that Democrats have like, she's, she's agreed to step down from that committee, but mm-hmm. Republicans won't allow Democrats to appoint somebody else to take her seat. Yeah. And that's the right. issue. And so They're I don't know if, make it easy. yeah, I don't know if she resigns if that, if that calculus changes, but I know that while she is still a Senator, Republicans won't allow Democrats to replace her on that committee. Um, Cause I know yeah. that they don't want Democrats to be allowed to replace her. Oh yeah. And I know Republicans put in place that all votes must be in person now. So they know she isn't showing up. Mm-hmm which yeah. means they know that she will not have a vote because they will no longer let her vote without being in the chambers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it only benefits Republicans with the rules they have set up right now. Yeah. Bunch, right. Of, bunch of bastards. We have mm-hmm. run out of time for this episode though. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. That would be uh, two skeptical chaps. Corvo's Temporary Food Servant. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Ed Harris. John McCullough. Ali Olson. Savid Acuna. (laughs) (laughs) Frog in my throat. I'm like, like, that's an easy one. I get that one right all the time. (laughs) Ryan's like, if I can do it, I don't understand what the problem is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, frog in my throat. That was not fun. <laughs> Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Steven Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Kevin Scheel. All hail Peanut Buttra. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Error 404. God not found. It's all shits and giggles until you giggles and shits. <laughs> Jeremy Goodson. Jonathan. McKenz Peterson. Marvin Draken. Martina Fern. Quite avocado or I'll sick the up dog on you. That guy. Up Doug Willoughby. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Amber Crellin. Hersinian. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sellen. Tim Jacobson. And James. Woo! Thank you all very much. I haven't updated this list recently, so I apologize if you were a new patron and have not been added. I will be doing that today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my laptop fucking shit the bed. It just died. I have been without a computer for almost a full fucking month now. and It, it went nuclear. Yeah, it tried to set itself on fire. It, it, it basically almost set itself on fire in protest of what I was doing to it, apparently. Uh, and so... It took some doing, but I have a replacement laptop now in service that I finished putting some stuff on it just before the show. Uh, and hopefully, God, hopefully we won't have any more problems like that in the future because it was a real pain in the ass, man. Like, I, I didn't know what to do being without a computer. Like, how do you order a new computer when you don't have a computer to order it on? Uh, it was <laughs> it was kind of a pain in the butt. Um, Yo, dog. <laughs> but uh thank you all very much for listening thank you very much for participating for sending us your feedback your calls your email i'm looking forward to see to seeing which one of you is going to win our fabulous prize this week and we've got a ton more prizes that will be coming out in the weeks ahead uh thank you thank you thank you i need to go back to work for a little while yeah me too i'm gonna sleep and then go back to work in a crazy short period of time <laughs> uh. Yay. Sorry. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. Love you both. I'll chat at you next week. They Love can't you see us salute each other. <laughs> I've been trying to learn how, just through the internet, uh, to make a linear actuator work the way I want it to. Yeah, I hate when my linear actuator isn't working the way I want it to. Oh. But now I'm going to take as a get older. I need something in front of me to read for the dates and shit or I'm going to fuck it all up. <laughs>